to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got the Vegas Bad Boys here with me. It's good to see you all. Yeah, we took a, a week off because um, we were celebrating Father's Day. So we appreciate everyone who uh, who still continue to listen to a lot of the podcasts that we had uh, released. Um, hopefully you got a chance to enjoy them. Uh, some of the um, podcasts we had uh, was um, were interviews for some of the uh, show that happened this past weekend. And we'll talk about that towards the the end uh that uh that you know we got a chance to uh be a part of and sponsor so um but until then let's talk a little bit about some wrestling i know a lot has going on uh there was hell in the cell we missed talking about that as well um let's just jump right into wwe fellas um we can start and by the way shout out to everyone i see everyone jumping uh online right now feel free to uh, put in any comments you have on our uh, Facebook Live. Um, we'll try to get those comments in as we see fit. All right. Uh, WWE, I mean, we could start um, mentioning a little bit of what you saw in Hell in a Cell and how, from that pay-per-view, how it went right into Raw. And also, um, you know, I guess we'll talk about SmackDown a little later. But uh, what's your guys' take on uh, what you've seen? I will say I did enjoy the um, Bobby Lashley and Drew match. I know everyone's probably sick and tired, but I thought it was a very good ending to that. I mean, did you guys enjoy that that match at Hell in a Cell? That happened. That good. Say it again. That happened. <laughs> it happened. Seven it was... days. I already forgot that even was a match. <laughs> I thought it was a good it was match. Okay. It, it was okay. It, 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 I mean, look, let's be honest. Did it, uh, did it shake the foundations of, uh, you know, what we would call Hell in a Cell matches of the year or matches of the year? Fucks no. But it, it, it was a decent match, and it was a good conclusion to uh, Drew McIntyre's endless pursuit of trying to reclaim his, uh, his, his title. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the next thing you're going to tell me is that Fucking, they're gonna have Apollo Cruz and Big E wrestle again. Oh, pretty much. Uh, ne- never in my life would I have thought that a Hell in a Cell pay per view would just be filler. But it's 2021, and here we are. So you weren't feeling it at all, huh? No. No, the okay. show was the show was completely missable. Yeah, they didn't have a uh, a coffin match and a strap match. <laughs> you know, yeah, I but they they sure as shit found a reason to put people in a, a fucking hell in a cell. 
it's all good. Well, not even just that, but I mean, also too, I mean, it was, it was, it was so amazing that, you know, following night on Monday, we'll talk about that later, you know, it, no, talk, no, talk about, about it now. right now. Yeah. Talk okay. about right, it now. I'll talk about it now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Who was, you know, and, and, uh, Bobby Lashley, you know, uh, you know, why not? Why not? Well, that happened on Monday and, 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 uh, you know what, to be honest with you, I will say this, getting to Monday night raw, the whole thing that, uh, you know, Xavier Woods kind of said, I think that was him piping up like that was probably the best I've heard out of him in a while. I don't know if it's just me, uh, kind of what he was saying. I thought it was cool. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a little bit more shine because now he's doing, you know, the WWE spot uh, commercial for Boys and Girls Club. So, you know, usually when you see somebody on a commercial sponsored by WWE, you, you start seeing them you know, have more of a presence on the show. So yeah, I that was like, like getting beat up by a fucking bully? Yeah, pretty much. Sure, that's a presence. He survived like the Boys and Girls Club in every city in America. Year you after he year. survived? <laughs> he did, sort of. He'll be fucking back. Sword out his ass. <laughs> he'll be back. He, look, look, he'll be back tomorrow playing trombones, doing what he does. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm reassuring myself. He'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Optimism. What else did you guys see on? Uh, what else you see on Raw or um, or even Hell in Cell? You uh, you want to throw out there? I mean the Bailey and uh, uh, Bianca match. Mm-hmm. That was that was entertaining. It was entertaining. I mean, once again, Bianca's kind of. Going. It was interesting because, you know, um, to, 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 I think that everybody kept, kept kind of saying with her that she has no experience in, in hell in the cell. And then by the time the match was done, you know, it, that was quickly dismissed, right? You know, she seemed very comfortable in that structure, per se, you know, and, and put on a really good match with Bailey. Obviously, Bailey's freaking amazing. I mean, it was, it, it was a good match. Who are, all, who are all these people? Who are all these people? Well, the commentators were stating that quite overly uh, oh so 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 all these online. people were the people who were being fed that line by the boss okay <laughs> hey man i'm only recapping what they said that's what they said you know i love where i love that we are now a show of rehashing what people have said on the actual programs great well well, well here's the thing here's the thing you make a good point but see i said that in the states to, to confirm what i saw that there's a lot of people who go into a hell in a cell, all right? And sometimes they're not ready as competitors. I'm just being honest. And they look like they, I don't know, for whatever reason. Maybe they're overwhelmed. I don't know what the case would be. She looked good in it. Would I want to see Bianca Belair in the next hell in a cell? Yes. Would I? Yes, I would love that. She was entertaining. The match was entertaining. Sorry, Michaels, if I didn't deliver it the way that you needed You to know, hear. overall, I thought as... I go back to you, Sin City, as much as you've downplayed it, and maybe you guys also agree. I I didn't think that the show was that bad. Um, hey, DJ, yeah, DJ. If it happened on the Jericho cruise, Steve would be fucking in heaven. <laughs> you gotta not lie a little bit, though, Steve. Real. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna tell that. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, no. um but but thank thank you for saying that you'll go back to me so mm-hmm. actually i i definitely thought that uh 
Speaking of Drew, mm-hmm. uh, his match with Matt Riddle, or, or excuse me, Riddle yeah. uh, on Raw was pretty freaking awesome. Um, I, obviously, both guys brought it. I thought that that was the, dare I say, probably the best thing that I saw on Raw this past week. Yeah. 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 Why don't we talk about, um, let's jump over to the, um, well, I, I probably shouldn't use the term elephant in the room. But let's talk about uh, Eva Marie. Uh, she, uh, you know, I'm, 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 which which one's the Eva Marie, by the way? I'm confused because I, I, I thought the Eva Marie was, you know, the one that they've been packaging, but the one who's actually wrestling and when it matches is also Eva Marie. So, or no, actually she has a new name now, right? What is that name? Dewdrop. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, where do formerly you th- Piper Niven. Yeah. Where That's you, official? Where do you think they're going with this? This is definitely something. Uh, I mean, I'm not ready to beat it down. You know, we don't know where the story headed, but I mean, where do you think it's 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 going? Do the word shit house mean anything to you? <laughs> that bad? Look, I'll say this, okay? If Piper wasn't a part of this rehashing, taking an old, might I add, what Eva is doing, evolution sounds a lot like emolution. I'm just going to put that out there. But um, if Piper wasn't part of it, honestly, I'd have been like, look, restroom break. No offense to her, whatever. No, actually, sorry, not sorry. It's she's just she's a snooze alarm. I like when she comes out. I, I don't feel anything. But Piper is awesome. Um, I wanted her to to be on the main roster even way back when she was in the Mae Young Classic, um, and was waiting for that to happen. And so that's gonna be cool. I don't like the fact her name is Dewdrop, and I hope that ain't official. I'm trying to look right now on WWE. Uh, oh, it is. Is it really Dewdrop? Oh, it is. They yeah. doing it dirty like that. That's <laughs> yeah, so but that's but they did. But they did, if we're going to stick to uh, your theory of commentary, Simon, they did say that her name was Piper Niven. Sorry, people. So, so they don't even fucking know what they want to do right now. Mm. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I just want to know, when did Lana dye her hair red? <laughs> oh. Oh, no, that's not the same. Per- oh, <laughs> shit. Well, if Nick Khan wants to continue like finding sources to cut salary, Nick, you got someone on your roster named Eva Marie. Good <laughs> place to scared. start. He already said he ain't scared. He said, "Blame it all on him." What? Are y'all going to give? Are y'all, y'all going to give her a, a give her a chance? You already had a chance. This is her second chance. Yeah, man. She's not doing... They didn't do... They they give you a package reintroducing her as something. Right. Then they bring her out as what she was already fucking doing. Right, right, right. Which wasn't working. And she got fired for, for it. And now they're just basically fucking fast-tracking her to getting fired. So good. Damn. All right, all right. Well, it was, a, and, but but the thing was, is, and I'll I'll say this. I agree with you, Michael, because if they had a package as if she was saying, "I'm going to be bringing in a talent that's going to change and rock the women's division," because I I know how to inspire people. Like if they went that angle, 
I could, I, I could live with that. Her being the well, annoying ass manager type shit, right? But, but what they really fucked up on, and this is kind of the the heart of the matter, why it doesn't make any sense, is because those vignettes were focusing on kind of the positivity of you know young girls out there. And then they fucking have her come out and she's just this, it's not even a fucking heel. It's just, she's there. It's fucking awful. Yep. Listen, yep. for everyone who bitched about fucking Alexa Bliss and the magic shit, if Alexa Bliss could fucking start with her, start with Eva Marie and fucking just have it where Lily kills her, great. Problem solved. <laughs> Be done. You know what? Time out. Time out. Even better, right? So hold on. When they start making these more cuts, for whatever oh, reason Jesus. it is, just have Lily kill them. That'll be the new method on how awesome. they get fired. Just have Lily kill them. Every time, every time someone gets fired, <laughs> you get a shot of their fucking empty locker with Lily sitting in there. That would fucking be awesome. <laughs> I feel, I feel bad because you know somebody losing their job, but they're gonna be all right. They'll land on their feet, but yeah, that would be some funny shit. Now you gotta admit though that whole that whole Shayna segment, okay, with the the broken window and seeing see Lily in the screen, that's good stuff, right? That's good. That's good shit. There, there okay, there was so, there were so many people who were so pissed. Were they? That that was on the pay per view, and oh my god, know, that was that was awesome. And actually, what we forget is Alexa Bliss wrestled that match the first time in a long time mm -hmm. she actually had a competitive match. Yeah, and she was doing the fucking horror film stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes at least sense in terms of a character that you can follow the line of, right? Yeah. Does she have to be Charlotte Flair or fuck? You've got so many fucking great women wrestler mm -hmm. right now that there's no real reason to be like, hey, she needs to be like as competitive as Shayna Baszler was, you know, and, and it's got to be like a fight and blah, blah, blah. No, fucking it's, it's, it's a way to progress the story that's something different. And quite frankly, the best thing in the world was seeing the fucking faces of kids in 1990 when The Undertaker came out. Right. They were terrified. Yeah. Scared them with her. I fucking, I would, if I was a, a, a parent, God help the world. I would, I would make sure that my kid was cleaning up their room and shit because I would get a fucking Lily doll <laughs> and I would make sure that thing would fucking turn up without anyone this knowing. This is the reason why you don't have kids. Thank God. For real. For real, man. <laughs> you kids would go to therapy, man. When they get to be adults, just all types of fucked up shit. The sad thing is, is that in my head, that seems like it's really good parenting. <laughs> so... You're right. You know I'd probably be off. Guys, I'm telling you right now, the minute he tells us he's got kids, we're we're gonna go ahead and just uh remove them. Care packages. Yeah. Let's 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 the, remove them. The minute them. I find out I have kids, I'm shipping them back to uh, Heath Slater. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up with Raw. Mm -hmm. Just wanna see how y'all thought about it. 
lot of things happen on Raw. And then, you know, all of a sudden we see we now have a superhero. <laughs> Nikki Connor. This is what the fuck did I, I was like, say, say the name again because you, you fade out. Nikki Cross yes. is now a superhero. Mm-hmm. She obviously went to the Hurricane Helms School of Superhero over the weekend. Went to the same person that outfits all of you know the superhero shit, and she's ready. How do y'all feel about that? Because my thing was, what the fuck? Well, it's interesting that that kind of came up with allegedly the fact that Molly Holly was being a couple of weeks ago looked at as an agent. Okay, I can see how and that could That was exactly what she came out as. She came out as Mighty Molly. There was like no fucking difference other than That's Nikki true. Cross. Nikki Cross could get rid of her fake accent. That would be fucking awesome. What do you mean? That accent is real. <laughs> I just needed to see Steve <laughs> process that in his head. Go back and watch his kids to see a fucking brilliant take of just calm and then what the fuck? <laughs> I'm really trying to figure it out in my head because I've heard her like probably a couple of feet away and she sounded the same. So I'm I'm the dumb one overthinking like, hold on, was she does have that is an accent. So yes. the the thing that I found pretty interesting is supposedly she was the one that pitched the, the uh, that particular idea. Um so, I mean, you know, good for her if this was legit one of her ideas and they're allowing her to run with it. Um, obviously, I know that just like what you mentioned, Simon, when I saw it, I thought, what the fuck? But at the end of the day, if if a performer is playing a role that they enjoy and moreover that they are invested in, then they're going to play that role better than somebody that's just handed a script. Um, right. That's true whether pro wrestling whether it's any sort of acting whatsoever um yeah and you know the thing that i think a lot of people seem to forget is she played several different types of roles uh when she was doing indies and uh before she got her shot with wwe so i i think that she'll make the most of it for sure um and yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to see if there's going to be any kind of tie in, which of course there will be with Mighty Molly. Well, then, and, oh, go ahead. no, I was going to say the other thing that is a very, um, it's a very telling sign. And this is one of those, just keep your eyes open because not only is she, but you also have the, uh, the Viking Raiders are kind of getting like a little mini push. Mm-hmm. You might see these guys released within the next six months. Mm. This is this is that last. This is the same thing with Apollo Crews. It's that last grasp, I think, before they are just like, okay, you know, because we still haven't seen the main roster cuts come down yet, and I think that those guys right in that kind of wheelhouse of, well they're not necessarily down at the bottom, but they're not anything near the top. They're all going to be in pretty big danger, especially after it seems to be after the, um, the drafts take place, which, you know, will happen right at the end of the, you know, would be the end quarter of the year, most likely. So this, this is a grasp of, you know, giving her opportunity to do something. Um, 
and listen, she's a perfect person to be in the the money in the bank. So we'll we'll see, you know, what kind of push she gets from that. It's also very interesting too, and I don't know if they'll like somehow pull out something because of the fact that there was that relationship between her and Alexa. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's where this is going to kind of end up going is that she comes out as this gun ho superhero, but in the end, she's really a fucking evil person, which I thought her sanity gig was sanity was the best. It was. It was fucking amazing. Her screaming in the background and shit, priceless. Because she looked like a crazy, deranged, conflicted individual. Or, I, I mean, you know, or it could just be staring us right in the face. Obviously, you have Alexa with this evil persona. Who better to take her on than a superhero? That, 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 and that's what I was thinking. Realistically, like, with, with without that turn being factored in, I, I, I could see that working out for both both parties, for sure. But the odd thing is, see, and that's that's the thing. You would think that that would probably have been the logical way about going at that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. But the odd thing was that when you put them together, she didn't even blink. That was the weird thing. It's like, hold on, you have good and evil. They're on a tag team. And it was just like, she was just excited to get this opportunity to be tagging <laughs> with the woman who fucking made her feel like shit just right. fucking eight months ago or whatever it was. So it's kind of, it, it does have that aspect. I, I, I like that idea, but if you were going to do that idea, why didn't you have her like come down during the match you know, have Alexa and someone else who's going to be in, in the, the money in the bank and then have Nikki come down and basically save someone like Ashana from Nia Jax, you know, going off the top rope and splashing her because Alexa's making her do. It. That's a little more of the like the, the logical storytelling. So I think that the ideas, as we've known for years, the ideas are there and then they get rushed. And when they get rushed, that's when they miss the steps for good storytelling. Yeah, because I, w- I was going to say, like, with, with this character with Nikki Cross, like, if you're going to be a superhero, it's, I believe it's writing 101. You got to have a nemesis. You, you, to sell it, you got to have a nemesis. If you don't have a nemesis, you're just somebody with a lot of motivation and good intentions doing a lot of shit. It don't make sense. <laughs> I kind of, li- I really do like the, uh, the whole Reginald and Naya and, you know, the kind of the head turns and the, and being able to like move an arm up, you know, just controlling sure. them with her mind and slapping people and shit like that. Yeah. That was That's kind actually of cool. kind of a cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause it hasn't been done. It has not been done. So what the fuck? Why not? And thinking of Reginald, when they start making cuts, if he survives, we need to start doing a countdown of how long he survived cuts. You know, I think it's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just really nervous right now because 
at one time, you didn't have to worry about this. You were, you know, I mean, if you weren't being used, you just wasn't being used and hoping maybe you would be used. But you got people that are being used. I mean, I just had just seen Fandango the other day on uh, on NXT, you know, and, and it's like, wow, just to see. Yeah, but, but you got it. You got to remember one thing, though, like you just said, it, it was Fandango and Breeze. Those guys at NXT level the price structuring makes no sense. And that's what Nick Khan was looking at. Right. He was looking at, guys. think about the guys who got cut. They were all over 30 and they were guys like Killian Dane and, you know, Brizango and, you know, and, uh, and Davari and Nice. All these guys have had lackluster, um, you know, the upside with, with Brizango is that they were veteran guys. Right. But, if you notice, Finn's not on the product anymore right now. So most likely Finn's going back up to the main roster because you're not going to pay an X NXT guy that kind of money. Exactly. And then you're going to see guys who, you know, if you think of the potential of people, they're going to get moved up to the main roster and what's going to happen. And I think this has already been kind of an indication They'll move those NXT people up because it's going to cost them less money in the long run to have them on the main roster instead of, um, you know, someone like a Nikki Cross. Because Nikki's probably making decent money that could be replaced by a, a smaller salary on NXT. And they're making a profit right now. So for all the bitching that fans can do about the product the real answer is as a business they probably have one of the best business designs to make money overall right now and oh, yeah no people question. yeah people are going to lose their jobs but the bright side of that is that there's so many more opportunities now and honestly here's a funny thing too i love when you know the aw guys start taking shots at wwe because eventually what's going to happen is there's going to be all these WWE people who get released who end up being courted and signed by AEW. And it's almost in a sense, and this is so Vince McMahon, if you think that conspiracies do happen in the business thinking of Vince McMahon, and that is release the mediocre talent that AEW will hype up they won't be the stars that you know everyone expects them to be mm -hmm. and thus basically what you're forcing that company to do is to take your retreads and then not make their product grow because it's stagnant by the lack of talent that you've signed right and that's a perfect way to put a company out of business and it was just a different way it happened with WCW because WCW took all these huge names, got attention, and then just fucking shit the bed because <laughs> they had, you know, just like handing out fucking, you know, checks to everyone. So right, right. It's, it's actually possibly a dangerous game for AEW to be playing with what's going on with these cuts. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, it's it's really frustrating because obviously 
AEW, they've got a, a great core nucleus of young talent. And then obviously you hit the nail right on the head. As soon as WWE cuts people that aren't getting the TV time that a lot of people think that they deserve or whatever, obviously we've already seen it with the people that have been cut that have been, you know, obviously a lot of a large segment of the IWC, the internet wrestling community, they're hyping up these guys to get signed by AEW and AEW doesn't need to sign anybody else. All that they need to do is work with the talent that they have build through, you know, just natural building. And there you go. You have a roster. You don't need to read. You don't need to sign these WWE retreads, but yes, that is exactly what's happening. Sin City, if you keep if you keep talking like that, man, we're gonna let you back in over on our side. Okay, watch that tone. <laughs> if you keep talking like that, he might not have any other choice because that might be the only product. Yeah, it might be the only product. Can't handle it. No shit. Man. Oh god. All right. Anything else before we jump over into? Uh, I guess we should do. Um, if if we're gonna go by days, it would be uh, the, uh, NXT next, right? Yeah. All right. So if nothing else for Raw, let's jump over into uh, some NXT. And NXT was cool uh, this week. Uh, there's a couple of people that we got a chance to see that was really cool that that, that I took notice to. Um, his name is Carmelo Hayes. I, I've only seen him once before this. Um, and he looked really good. Uh, it, it was, it was kind of interesting how he with the whole John Cena ruthless aggression thing. That was cute. Um <laughs> I literally believe it that that was cute, but he looked really hey, good. Really quick, really yeah. quick, Simon. I think one of the reasons they kind of did that is today is exactly twenty years ago that ruthless aggression started, or, or nineteen years ago, nineteen years ago. So yeah, that's that's a good you know that's a good possible reason that that, that angle sense. was taken. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and and, and like I said, uh, he looked really good. Uh, against um, Adam Cole to, to, to where, you know, you got a chance to kind of see him showcase his athleticism. He obviously has charisma in the ring. Um, I didn't get a chance to look deep and see what he's done thus far before, to be honest with you. So if you guys know, please chime in. But from what I saw, that looked really, really, really good. And, and I was very pleased with what I saw. Um, other than that, I mean, just getting things ready for the bash uh, in two weeks. I mean, Everything's kind of building up with that, and and that's going to be a funny uh, a funny event. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the last time we saw it, uh, the bash that was that hit really well. Um, I think they're going to do two days. Are they doing two days this year? Um, two separate oh. days for the bash? I'm not sure. Are they just doing one day? Remember I, last year they did two it's... two days, right? Didn't they do two days last last time they had American Bash? I think they're doing one. I the think. One. Okay. I'm just and, curious. About the reason. Them, no, the reason that I think it's just one is because isn't AEW, they're doing the two. I think the two consecutive Wednesdays, they're doing their uh, pay-per-view style thing. The Bash right, yeah. Type thing. Yeah. yeah, the Road Rager. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, other couple of matches that I was really happy with um, was definitely, uh, you know, uh, Oh, Pete Dunne, Oni, Oni Lorcan, and uh, The Way, um, Gargano, and um, what you call it? What's his darn name? Awesome uh, uh, Thank you. I was going to say Awesome Theory. Uh, Austin Theory. Um, Austin Theory actually looked, I mean, he always looks good. But I, I think what irritates me a little bit is because I remember when he went up to the main roster for that short little stint, 
Um, and, and I did get excited, and I'm glad that he's back to care with Gargano. I'm sure lots rubbing off on him. Um, I, I just, I'm not personally pleased with uh, the whole persona of him being a dumb boy, but that's just my personal preference. But he looked great in the ring. Fucking Gargano looked amazing as usual. That whole freaking match. I, I'm telling you, man. I mean, the man is Johnny Wrestling for a reason, and he is just pure delight to watch. And I enjoyed every time uh, seeing him. Um, one thing that I found really cool with NXT, and I don't know if it's done been done before like that, was when they were doing um, a promo with uh, Hit Row. And um, the way that they did the interview, they started off one interview with, uh, I believe it was Top Dollar, um, and, they, and then immediately as they were talking, um, they they kind of zoomed out, and then you had the other two members that quickly gave a quick little dig shout out and then left and then went back into it. I, said, I thought that was a brilliant transition. Um, I felt like later on in their match, they're that they, every week, they seem to be getting more cohesive, more comfortable, more getting into the element. And honestly, I'm looking at uh, Hit Row as honestly one of the more solid factions in WWE. Maybe I'm being bold by saying that, but I'm going to say it. I like them. They look solid. Keep, keep this in mind. In NXT. Because if they get promoted... Oh, yeah. God, oh, God. yeah. Oh, we God. already know. We already know. God. We already know. Yes, you're exactly right with that one. And, and, and those are the things that I wish there was some, well, when I have conversations, let's put this, when I have conversations with people who love the NXT brand, this is some of the anxiety that we do sometimes have. And I understand some of it, we have to be realistic and realize, hey, this is not just the way things work when certain talents move up to the main roster. I get that. But I do get anxiety where I see a product and it's great at NXT and I like it a lot. Another person I would say too is Cameron Grimes. You know, he's doing amazing work. Right. But I worry, like, is he going to be intact by, if, by the time he gets up to the main roster? And it's like that anxiety. And, you know, I try not to put too much thought and effort into going down that road. It'll happen yeah, but when it happens. You, you got to remember one thing, though. Kevin Grimes, um, A, doesn't have to go anywhere. True. Very, Very true. simple. Number two, if they do bring him up, Cameron Grimes fits better than all the old nxt champions that go up and then everyone gets fucking pissed off that they get fucking notched down cameron grimes is gonna go up and do exactly what he's doing because he's a worker so he's at a different level because you need guys like that to make the other guys look good so he's in a great actually probably one of the best spots of anyone in the company right now because he doesn't necessarily have to worry he's already got the goofy gimmick so if he comes up and he's, you know, getting into feuds and jobbing out and doing this and whatnot, he's making other guys look good. That's causing money. And mm-hmm. the guy's already a millionaire. So who cares? Now, we'll say this with him and then I'll move on. You're exactly right with that. However, sometimes I worry about if he moves up into the main roster and they already have a guy on the main roster that fills that void. And it becomes, but right now they don't. So if he moved up right now, he'd be perfect slot. And I agree with you on that. My worry is, is what if he does? And again, I'm not going to spend time well, worrying about it because it ain't happening. Well, but, don't forget, don't forget this too. In general, it's guys like that who always have a fucking spot. They can fill it's in. Just, it's just the fact that he has an identifiable character now. Yeah. And his whole career, he's been a great 
worker. It's just that no one's ever found, and he himself never found it, that character that really clicked. And now you got something that's clicking, and, you know, they can bring him up and make him the fucking gobbledygooker, and he can fucking lose matches and, and stuff, and he'd still be getting work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know I talked about Hit Road just a couple minutes ago, but um, this was the first time, not the first time, but it's the, I think this is the first match I've seen uh, with regards to Top Dollar and Adonis, right? To where, um, real talk, I, I'm really liking the big man Top Dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm oh, really, yeah. really, really, really liking him. And, I, and I, I, I chose to really, like, zone in and really just pay attention to him. I see a lot of big things even outside of Hit Row. Well, you know, just, he, watch, just watch the uh, yeah the Treasure series. I mean, he's 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 really good. He, like he doesn't necessarily need this job right now. To be honest, he could be a fucking host on a a show. He's just yeah. that good. Mm-hmm. He he was really impressive going against Everrise. Um, and Everrise, I got to give him the props. For, for, for me, always bagging on them, talking about they forever suck. You know, they're another ones kind of fitting in where they get in and stuff. And this whole little annoying-ass bullshit of they got their, their cups in their shows. You know, they're, they're just getting under the skin of everybody. Hey, aren't you guys shit. happy to see uh, some more Joe back? Because yeah, I am. Get to that. Wait, he came back? <laughs> yeah, he came back. He, he's the enforcer. Yeah, it's just great to see role. him in that, in that, in that role and uh, – and yeah, it was just it was exciting, you know. Um, of course, we had heard rumors or everything of him being at the center and everything. And then finally, when we see what he what he's doing, um, yeah, I'm like it. I I liked when Adam Cole was back there, you know, talking about the idea of of, uh, of provoking. I'm like, please provoke him, please. <laughs> like I I, I want to see that. So bad. It, they're they're planting the seeds for that. I yeah, mean, it's it's not a question of if; it's a question of sure, sure, point. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think we'll definitely be able to uh, you know to see that soon. Um, Man, I'm if ready I had to, to yeah. put money on it. Sure. Um, I, I I do have to point out one thing, Simon. Um, props to uh, Top Dollar and Ashanti for uh, you know hitting their finish and literally power bombing Everrise out of the company. Yeah, you 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 missed that, Simon. Yeah, <laughs> they they were released. Were they? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Have, which which, which was suck. which was the day after the day after this match aired. Wow. Yeah. So quite literally, Top Dalla and Ashanti power bombed them out of the company. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, but, but again, you got you got to admit. That if you look at Nick Khan's reasoning, it makes a lot of sense. Yep, what yep. were these guys' value to you? Nothing. Jobbers really in two not. minutes to hit row. Yeah. And I think we can all all agree that they were they they they, they extended their stay a lot longer than what was probably originally anticipated. I didn't. I didn't perceive them staying as long as they did, and maybe they were just, you know, it was COVID still, you know. So why not? But um, the one thing that was interesting was at the end of the night, um, it was during the uh, O'Reilly and Kushida match. At the end, you had, you know, chaos breakout, and I'm not gonna rehash it. But basically, now we have Diamond Mine, and we find out that, uh, you know, uh, 
they're here. I, you know, we'll see. I, there's not much that I can say, you know, what, what do y'all have to say about Diamond Mine? Because I, I wasn't too impressed. That's just me. Uh, I, th- I, I think, I think it'll be pretty decent. I mean, Roddy Strong is a great worker. Uh, Tyler Rust is a good worker as well. Uh, he's it, it, obviously people, when they see him, they think of him as a joke with WWE and with good reason, because that's essentially what he's been treated as since day one. So let's hope that they actually do get a legit push. Um, and Hideki Suzuki was, um, he was actually the top Japanese indie wrestler in 2017. So, I mean, he is, he's a very, very solid worker as well. Yeah, I know. It's been a few years, Michaels. Well, no, I thought he was the, uh, isn't he going into the baseball hall of fame next year? Oh God. (laughs) Yes. Just say yes. 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 That that's Ichiro Suzuki, but yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. But nonetheless, um, I, I think that, I think that, you know, I, I would actually like to see them, um, you know, if, if they would have obviously kept, uh, Marina, um, then this could be a, a pretty decent thing. If you were to add her to this type of a stable, if you yeah. wanted to go with the, with the kind of trope that they're doing with three guys and a girl in the stable, um, then, you know, that would check a box, but we'll see if that ever happens. Um, I don't know. I, 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 the thing that sucks is this match, the, the main event of this show was really, really, really solid. Um, mm-hmm. Quite frankly, it was one of the, one of the better things that I saw all week on any show. And it's all being overshadowed by this, by this angle at the very end. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida put on a great match for 14 plus minutes. Um, and yeah, exactly what you think you would get when you say that the participants in the match are Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida. Um, it, very, very solid match. Um, definitely the best thing that I saw on NXT this week. Um, probably it, it's up there with that riddle. Um, excuse me, with that riddle and Drew match from Raw as far as best thing that I saw on either one of those two shows. We'll talk about SmackDown, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else y'all want to mention on NXT before we move over to A-E-Dub? Well, Cross made his uh, debut on uh, main event. And um, (laughs) boy, isn't it interesting that, uh, you know, I I think that there's a lot of reading into that. Um, Yeah. if you think about it in terms of he's not on the main roster. So whether or not you would actually use the, um, you know, the effects, the lighting, the steam, blood, the smoke, all that shit, who knows? Um, but it's also an indication of, you know, they might go a different way with him. Um, listen, if they do go a different way with him, it's it's worked before because John Cena is the perfect example of a guy who got brought up in a gimmick that was what he was doing essentially and was almost fucking released by the company. And then when they found out he could rap, the guy never looked back. So, um, <clears throat> you know, again, it's a whole idea of transitioning people from 
what is considered development into your main roster. Um, the one thing Kevin has going for him is that he is a Vince McMahon type of wrestler. And once Vince gets to know who this guy is, he probably will be like one of the last guys that Vince, you know, allows into that upper notch on um, because he, you know, just his personality will probably get along very well with Vince. You know, so this is what popped up, you know, when things like this happen, sometimes I receive all types of uh, uh, message messages. So uh, one from one of our uh, uh, good buddies, Ravens sent me and um, it went, it went something like this. If he was a star, then why would you put the NXT champ on a main event with no promotion of this? No NXT champ, NXT women's champ, NXT North America champ, NXT tag champ has ever had to do this. Main event is taped on Monday. NXT is live on Tuesdays. If I was Hunter, I would have had him lose the title in Tuesday. That way, they would have had to edit out the lame entrance for today. Wow, he's putting it on it. Uh, so, so you're going to have someone drop the fucking title because he's getting put on main event. Apparently he said he doesn't believe he's a star at he all. He hasn't well, believed- he never believed he was yeah, a star. Exactly. He right. never believed before he got to WWE. And that's yeah. a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is I, I can't I can't let go of the fact that I was wrong on this one. Exactly. That's exactly but, what it is. But we appreciate your uh your your, your input. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right, humility when, is something that uh, is something that everybody should have. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't that the group with Eric Young and uh, Nikki Cross? And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, humility, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. But but I do have a question with regards to okay. uh, the, the main event. I, you know, I I kind of looked at it, and maybe it's far off. Is is that kind of like maybe a testing ground? I mean, to to a certain extent. Like you were saying before, transitioning. Do you think that that's a good way to, I guess, test before you're ready to to, to pull the trigger and have them go to the main roster? Maybe I mean I, I don't know. I mean, regardless if they had a title or not, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, because that's a testing ground. That, that that that's exactly how I think ninety percent of people looked at that. Okay, all right, we're good. I was on it for once. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to um, you want to talk about AEW Sin City or you uh? Do I have to? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. This, this just, just, just your, just your, just your favorite parts, and, and please don't say the host show was your favorite part. It, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> okay. So, um, no. The, the thing is, one thing that AEW has been doing for several weeks, several months now at this point, is getting the show kicked off in a pretty hot way. Um, the the opening match with Hangman Adam Page and Powerhouse Hobbs, I thought was a pretty solid match. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's a, a definite styles clash, no pun intended, uh, between the two. But um, I think that you know this match was was pretty solid. You did have the um, the interference with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks and you know all that <laughs> horse shit. But I'm, realistically, the right person won. Uh, you furthered a storyline. You know, and it, it again got the show off to a pretty decent start. Um, 
yeah, uh, good shit there. Obviously, there was a uh, there was a good promo with Tully Blanchard and Conan, uh, which it was always it, call me call me crazy, but uh, it it was good to see Conan on TV and uh, doing his thing. Obviously, there was a little bit of a swerve in the promo. Um, as Conan said that he brought proud and powerful with him. Um, and it turns out that proud and powerful got <laughs> laid out by FTR FTR jumps Conan drops him with a spike pile driver. Um, and just, you know, gets, gets the heat. Um, pretty, pretty good shit. Obviously we can see where this is going to end up going. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, I did also have to uh, throw out there the Jade Cargill and the uh, Smart Mark Sterling promo where they started talking about how Jade finally has merchandise and um, that everything's been selling like hotcakes and how all of their T-shirts are sold out in double XL, which is completely spot on for pro wrestling fans. I I audibly lolled at that and I'm not afraid to admit it. So uh, yeah. nice job um yeah from there um there were some forgettable matches in there um bunny versus chris statlander eh. <laughs> why 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 do either of them have a job hey <laughs> who are they who are they sleeping with what would well <laughs> well i i think it's pretty safe to say that Hello. the bunny is with the blade but uh call <laughs> yeah. oh, that one i guess um no i here's the thing is I understand why Statlander got the win um, without question. Uh, and that was the right decision to be made. Um, what I didn't get was why that match went over nine minutes. Um, that easily could have had the time cut in half. Yeah. But again, what would you fill that time with? Um, Bunny just really. So here's the thing. Her last match was definitely forgettable. Um this time around, at least Chris Statlander was able to carry her to a decent match. Um, and, you know, as much as we give shit to the AEW women's division, I mean, I can see what they're trying to do with, with Chris Statlander, with Britt Baker. Um, so, I mean, at least they're, they're giving an, an, a solid attempt um, at rehabbing and building that women's division. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but, but again, Steve, we've, been, we've been talking about this shit for over two years. So, I mean, how long is that going to take? The saddest thing is that they had to turn to a bunny and an alien. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> Obviously. You can't find any well, human. No. Let's get an alien. <laughs> so, so I wonder, I, I legitimately wonder if Chris Statlander is a, an alien, is she allowed to compete for the AEW Women's Championship? Depends if she's illegal. The <laughs> fuck out of here. Well played, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, at the end of the night, we had Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW World Championship. <sighs> Man. So here's the thing is there were there were a couple of times during this match where I I was able to suspend disbelief and Obviously, I was pulling. I was pulling for Jungle Boy to get the upset victory, knowing full well that he wasn't going to. But nonetheless, I think that this did 
I, I think it did a lot for Jungle Boy because it put him out there, made him seem like a very credible contender for Kenny Omega in the championship. Um, we'll see what's going to happen, but I think that there's another layer to this storyline. Obviously, uh, Omega picks up the win in 18 minutes, and um, not after you know after some interference, obviously from you know the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks. Um, I mean, you had the schmas, just like what happens with every single Kenny Omega match. Okay. But one thing that I think is being, I don't want to say overshadowed, maybe forgotten is Christian cage ran out there at the end of this match and, uh, ended up getting laid out by the Hardy family office, whatever. (laughs) That's, that's, that's a shitty fucking name for a faction. Um, but nonetheless, um, I, I'm I'm really curious as to when the Christian heel turn on Jungle Boy is going to be. And yes, I said that. Yeah, you know what though? The, what was okay? So what was confusing to me though is the the fact that that would make kind of you know sense, but you had then to have the Young Bucks run down and kick Christian in the face. So that's where it becomes more convoluted. It, it's like, I think that would be great. Have Christian mentor him and then fucking turn on. Him. Wonderful. Especially if he could manipulate him away from Luchasaurus. Bingo. Yes. Great. That's fucking wonderful. Now we got to go with Matt versus Christian. because uh, Of course. Apparently that's what sells tickets. Um, why have it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, why have it? Someone normally, it's traditionally known that when you keep having these um, these interference in these matches, normally someone goes, "Okay, Kenny and our match, there won't be any interference because it's going to be a whatever match, cage match, or a covered cage match, or something." Why does it? Why? Why nobody never mentions that, and it's to a point that every match you get is the same old run in. Like you already know what's going to happen. So when they, when Jungle Boy, I'm about to talk about Impact uh, Wrestling in a minute, and you're going to have Cal, uh, Sammy Callahan. Why don't someone mention that? Because you know what's going to then happen. You just go keep. I, I don't know. It's it, and it's irritating and boring. Because that's- Dusty Rhodes was a fucking genius. And this is the the Dusty finish. And unfortunately, the translation has always been, because that worked at one time, that that, that's the easy out. That's like having a fucking, you know, a comedy writer just throw in the easy, you know, mom joke or something like that. Or when you get frustrated and you see things use the same you, television sitcoms for for sixty years now have used. I put the tape down the fucking house. This is my side. That's your side. You can look at almost every show, and they've done some form of that fucking plot because everything's already been done. So instead of coming up and and going, hey. We said when we started, we're going to be fucking different. Be different. Have fucking finishes. 
no one is tuning in because of the fact that the potential might be that, oh, there'll be a, a hot run in at the end. No, no, we want to see the fucking, you know, matches actually end as they should. And that is a problem with AEW more than the other companies because of the fact that they want it to tell us that they were going to be so different and all they're doing is repeating the same stuff and at sometimes you have to go boy if you could just take the good shit from wwe and the good shit from aew put them together and then take all the horseshit stuff and put those together you would basically be able to solve the problem of what would make fans happy <laughs> yep yeah good point and it and it's not a particular wrestler, too. That's the other thing people get hung up on. Oh, this person needs to push that. Needs to be, no, the writing needs to be good. Period. If the writing's good, then you can do all this stuff. And, and the, and the way, implementation of that writing. You know, the, the, the talent being able to apply what that writing is. You know, sell it. Yeah. yeah as well exactly and and you're what you said too about like well how come you know they didn't do this in a cage and blah blah blah. we have a fucking coffin match coming up between ethan page and you know so the gimmicks are being done but they're not being done as prevention of the schmas it's being done as ridiculous you know steve can i just ask you ethan page had a fucking wonderful match with the big guy. I, I forget what his name is even. Bear Bronson. There we go. Yeah. Um, which I found funny. That's right. Because I'm thinking, oh, Bear Bronson, and we got Bronson Reed over there. Those two fucking going against each other would be awesome. Right. Um, but what made me go, this was the wrong time to have him fucking wrestle that guy is because now you have him going against fucking... Fucking skater boy yep in a fucking coffin match and ethan page like just went against a beast are you telling me <laughs> that uh skater skater boy is going to you know supposed to be able to beat him of course <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know page should have ethan should have wrestled a fucking you know 120 pound uh, fucking he should wrestled marco stunt or stunt, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, because you know that again. It's like, how can you fucking say that Darby is going to be a future star when you you do shit like this? It's like, oh, frustrating as hell. Yeah. Well, well, I can tell you this. My my, my biggest problem with with AEW is, like I've said before in the past, and Mike was kind of alluded to it. You know, if I see, because I don't watch it as often enough as I should. So I'm looking for what they're promoting for the next following week. So I'll tune in. So for example, Jungle Boy versus um, Kenny Omega. I watched that one because it was promoted. It's what stuck out of my mind. I knew I had to watch it. The ending, okay. We got to see what's done. All right, yeah. Did I know Jungle Boy was going to win? No, I knew he wasn't going to win. But it finished from its entirety, okay, from what I saw. But there's been many a times with AEW that it has irritated the fuck out of me. The be a match that I wanted to see, I was very excited to watch it and you had some run-ins you had some just bullshit and, I, and for me i don't break it down in my head enough with AEW. like could it be right in but now i'm starting to kind of see it and for me as somebody who wants to be 
re-engaged in AEW because I was when they first started and I backed the fuck off. I would like to be re-engaged. And I think that this is a problem because I feel like there's a huge number of people that's like, they want to make time in this long ass wrestling we got to watch for a freaking week to watch AEW, but have been let down. When I go to watch it, I'm like, uh, can't get that hour back. Can't get that two hours back. So they're going to have to fix something, just in my opinion, with regards to Sounds that. like me every Monday with Raw. <laughs> you know, there you go. <laughs> the, uh, the, the best moment of the night is when um, Tony, Tony Schiavone said, and stay tuned for semi-pro. Because we got the Jackie Moon song right after the fucking screen went to black. Jackie Moon comes in, and now I'm feeling good. <laughs> Anything else, Sin City, you want to add, or uh, that's it? No, I, for those of you uh, on on Cody Watch, yes, there was uh, you know stuff going on with Cody Rhodes on this show. They had to remind us that there's going to be a fucking South Beach strap-on match. I mean, excuse me, a strap match. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? Again, gimmick matches that aren't necessarily fucking needed. (laughs) Well, I don't know. A a strap-on match would definitely be a first. (laughs) Oh, it wouldn't be be a first. Uh, I mean, AEW. No, 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 no. No, Google Google some of the independent stuff and trust yeah. me, it's not a first. A strap on match? <laughs> just yeah, just trust me on this. <laughs> um, so whenever someone says just trust me right. on this, you never just trust them on that. So Steve, my, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up that match because for whatever fucking reason, why did Shivani in the promo pick say and Cody Rhodes is going on a strap? A, a strap match against QT Marshall. That is supposedly the way that QT Marshall wants him to pronounce his last name now. <laughs> Since we're re- say, hey, hey, here we go. I can I can join in on on this now. Since we're rehashing shit that's said on commentary, that was where it was actually said. So yeah, really? uh, legitimately, I so I think that it was a botch initially by Shivani, but <laughs> then. <laughs> but then a couple of weeks after that, then they said on commentary that QT said that he wanted him to refer to him as QT Marshall. And now they're just going with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Wow. Oh, man. All right. Thank you for that. Sin City. On to Impact Wrestling. Um, so ever since we had the, the, um, Moose match against, uh, Kenny and all that craziness that happened, we knew that, uh, Sammy Callahan had gotten fired for appearing on to the show by, uh, Mr. Don Callis. Well, apparently, um, that, that went a little bit too far. So the Anthem board members had to get involved and um they sent one of their uh one of their members of the board which happens to be uh, Tommy Dreamer. This is so great Tommy Dreamer is a part of the Anthem board. That's oh. got that's a great position oh. to be a part of, you know. Perfect. <laughs> hey, but hey, hey listen. If you're going to be part of the Anthem board, at least Tommy knows he'll have health insurance for the rest of his life. <laughs> I love that. Uh 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so anyway, he um, he pretty much let Don Callis know that uh, he is fired. Finally. Right. Fired from Impact and that Sammy Callahan, of course, is now rehired, although he was never he was never fired, you know, according to them. So they he's back on. And not only back on, he will have his match against Kenny Omega at Slammiversary, which is coming up on Saturday, July 17th. So, you know, that's the big uh, push right now. Uh, but because Don Callis and Scott Demore happens to be, you know, I mean, they business partners, but they're, they're also we're good friends. They're good friends as well. And Anthem Board was like, okay, uh, you know, Scott, you really didn't take care of the business as you should have. You kind of let Don run off and do all this. What's going on, Scott? So Anthem Board members gave Tommy Dreamer that he is going to be the overseer, the consultant of Scott Demore. <laughs> yes, an advisor. That's going to be Tommy's Dreamer's role now, which Scott told him he doesn't need, but it doesn't matter because the Anthem board told him that you do need to have Tommy Dreamer looking over things. So we're going to see how that goes now that Scott Demore uh, is going to have to have someone that overlooks what type of business structure he's doing over there at Impact Wrestling. So anyway, everything is, is leading up to Slammiversary. Uh, pretty good show i won't go over a lot of of the matches it's it's a lot i will say what i am pretty excited for and let's see if i can get over it. it's the um they're bringing back and i forget the the term and i'm sure you guys remember uh when they had this match the ultimate x match now i oh, guess yeah. that was when they had is that when they had the change that went across right and okay i remember kind of seeing some of those in, in the past. So they're bringing that back. I guess it hadn't been around for, uh, for two years. So we're going to get you to see the X Division uh, title match with that. And you know we already got a, a lot of great guys that's going to be on there. Josh Alexander is your champion. So you're going to have Trey Miguel and Ace Austin and Chris Bay, uh, Rohit Raju and uh, Petey Williams in there. So it's going to be great to see that. And that's Flammiversary as well. So something to look forward to. And then um, – I guess Moose and Chris Sabin have been announced to uh, fight at Slammiversary. So they're still working on building the the card up for that show. Um, nothing's been announced yet for the women, although there was a lot of interaction with the knockouts this past week. Uh, a lot of drama that is that is happening. You know, Deanna Perrazzo, she had her crew, which was normally Susan and and uh, and Kim and um, Kimberly, but that whole faction broke up. Uh, this past uh, Thursday as well. So no longer than that, Deanna had enough of them. So um, uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. And um, everything's just leading up for the show. So that's all I got for Impact that um, that's worth mentioning. We'll see what happens going forward as they continue to build this, uh, this match. Man, Sammy Callahan, huh? For, to take on this big main event for Kenny Omega. I would have never thought. And it's nothing to say nothing about Sammy because Sammy's a good wrestler, but I just, I just, I, boy, I mean, it's good for him. So, <laughs> you know? So I had a thought that really would have been the fucking best way t to do something. Mm -hmm. You know what? 
they should have had Jungle Boy win the fucking Impact Championship from Kenny. He should have never wrestled for the AEW Championship. He should have won that Impact belt. And then you could have had him going on Impact and at least having some kind of talent exchange and giving him a little more exposure and a little more experience carrying a fucking title. But no, no. And we'll see. I mean, do we... Do we honestly think Sammy Callahan's going to win that match? You know. But, yeah, it's uh, – I know. I know. This is – The way they plan this whole thing is, 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 is the way that teenagers plan out their activities. Great start. No end conclusion. We just don't know what – I guess we're going to have to see who comes out of Slammiversary who's, who's going to be – because right now there's no one on the, on the talent on – the, on their talent now – that would take that belt away from Omega. I, I think we got to. I think we got to talk about this on three count. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But until we get there, let's go ahead and move over to SmackDown, man. Why don't you tell us about that, Matt Michaels? What interests you the uh, the most on that show? Well, let's first let's uh, give credit to creditors due. Um, Roman Reigns, thank you very much for taking out Rey Mysterio. I am so glad I'm not going to have to see him on TV for hopefully ever again. So thank you. Did y'all like the idea um, of having the Hell in, Hell in a Cell match on uh, first time, I guess, ever on network TV? I'm glad it wasn't on Hell in a Cell, period. And they just had it on SmackDown. All right. Just kind of curious. Reason. Yeah. Hey man, I, when you when you have two fathers wrestling in a fucking cage match on Father's Day, and one of them goes, "Yeah, nah, I don't want to do it," <laughs> then it's like, "All right, we'll put it on SmackDown then. Fine." <laughs> right. You know, uh, I, I I thought that was pretty damn funny when yeah. I heard about the actual reasoning why that match was moved, especially because of the fact that how many weeks did you guys have to go? Hey guys, this is on Father's Day. I kind of want to spend it with my kids. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it three days before the fucking pay per view. Okay. Um, so that 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 was good that that happened. Um, you know, I uh, I really I do like um, I do like Steve uh, Francis from Pee Wee Herman, um, and what he's been able to accomplish so far. <laughs> Um, I'd like to see that guy wrestle Otis. Oh, that God. would be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been cool to see uh, the Street Profits, uh, you know, being demolished by during the match. To literally, say that um, Otis was. Uh, he it was something he said like he hit him like a heavy machine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we literally just made the fucking you know just just we're just gonna fucking throw that out there right. just in case Tucker was listening, <laughs> so so we can rub that in. Um, you know, so SmackDown, uh, of course, you've got um, you know Bianca and and Bailey and that kind of. You know, going on, uh, wonderful to get Cesaro and Seth into that mix. Bailey and Seth are a fucking wonderful 
Yeah. Sure. I absolutely. I, boy, if they could start running with those two, that would be great. It was also interesting to see that Steph would request a match with Roman Reigns. So that's interesting too, because my first thing to think on that was Roman's going to be turned face because Seth is the easier to keep heel, um, especially when you're going to live shows. So I think they're, they're thinking ahead and they're, you know, going to potentially catch any uh, surprise Roman, uh, you know, cheers by having someone waiting in the wings who could be more despisable. Um, but that was, you know, it's, they're doing some great work with Cesaro. It would be wonderful for Cesaro to eventually get that shot. But if it comes, I, I think WrestleMania would be when they'd have to do it, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, you can't go wrong with what the hell's going on with Roman and, and Jay and Jimmy. And um, I just, sometimes you wonder when a guy like Jay, who has been so important to what is going on, then decides not to show up for work. <laughs> could Jay be, I don't know, possibly finding someone to maybe, you know, Jimmy is switching and becoming that right-hand man for Roman. Maybe Jay is going to come back with possibly, I don't know, another member of the table. Yep. Well, you know, it'd be better to make sure if it's family. You know, possibly. Possibly. I don't know if they have any family that might be available uh you know starting as of when the commitments are all done yeah all right that sounds like a really uh, interesting type of problem to have yeah yeah so everyone look for the rock to be on very soon (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome Uh, uh, i I was gonna say because i know you got to get into it but um Sami Zayn is fucking amazing. Like, like, like him going on about I beat Kevin Owens. Like, I, I, I love how he has embodied the spirit of people who are really just over the top with conspiracy theories. Because this is how they operate. <laughs> the minute they have the smallest inclination that they have won, they have to tell fucking everybody. And mostly everybody is like, we don't give a shit. We we gave up on hearing you a week ago. But what are you talking about? This is, Sammy Zane did an amazing job. I just want to put that out there. Now, I know you're going to it, but no, no. I, I mean, that's 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 really that's about it. That's well said. Um, it's it's just a shame that Kevin's, yeah, from all indications. And by by the way, that's the match we missed on Hell in a Cell. If you want to talk about the best match of the night, that was it. Kevin versus Sammy again, of course. Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> but but Kevin, uh, it looks like he did. Uh, legitimately hurt himself during that match, so yeah, he, he's going to be away for a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, basically the the biggest uh, the biggest thing of the night was that uh, uh, Jade's uh, boyfriend Edge uh, decided to show up, Uh-oh. and uh, it you, looks like uh, you know we, that's we, a, you know the trigger word. Come on, well. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a trigger weekend because in all reality, it looks like 
that will be the SummerSlam main event potentially then is Edge versus uh, Roman. So um, Jade, Jade might get a nice uh, two months here full of uh, Edge, which I think she'll enjoy. <laughs> two months, too. I'm not even going to touch that. And is it is it not sad that Edge comes back and, you know, immediately, of course, going against the champion. You look at AEW, you have Christian and, and Matt Hardy reliving, you know, 1998. And then Jeff Hardy is apparently somewhere in the Raw locker room. Mars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I... I I hope I hope it's you know I hope that he's uh, not uh, drinking uh, you know while he's on his way to the shows and getting lost. So because yeah. I think that's the last major angle they had Jeff Hardy in was the, the drunk angle. Yep. So yeah, Jeff Hardy, congratulations on your new AEW contract that should be coming up fairly soon. <laughs> Right, and that's that's, that's it, man. There, there, that's it. There's pretty much yeah. That's, uh, unless there's something else going on. Again, no. we got Big E going into the Money in the Bank. I believe uh, you know that uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, you can't tell me that somehow he's not going to make his way into that. I got a feeling. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, with that. Let me uh let me ask you Sin City right quick. Is there any news we have on New Japan? I know I think that just like everyone else, I know they're about to start uh, allowing uh, live shows uh, going back again. So that's got to be exciting uh, uh, that I was reading about. But is there anything uh, anything else major going on that we should mention? Um, I mean, there's not a there's not a whole lot going on right now. Um, some things that. Uh, you know, we can talk about uh, New Japan, uh, New Japan Strong, and uh, Filthy Tom Lawler um, defended his championship against Carl Fredericks this past week. Okay, and uh, very solid match. Um, and uh, your boy okay. from uh, from Impact, Kojima. Ah, he's uh, he he's next in line for Tom Lawler's uh, New Japan uh, Open. Uh, excuse me, New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship. Okay. Bennett. Um, so yeah, he's next in line for that. Um, we're still kind of in a holding pattern, um, as we, uh, you know, as we kind of see how everything is going to unfold as we get closer to, uh, summer struggle, uh, for the main new Japan brand. Okay. Um, we'll see how things go and how things take shape. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll definitely revisit it next week. Okay. Um, because the, um, their next their next show, Summer Struggle, will actually be on uh, Saturday, July the tenth and eleventh. Uh, so yeah, cool. We'll we'll definitely talk about it next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, before we wrap up, um, Matt Michaels, Simon Street. Uh, maybe um, you want to talk about some of the local Vegas shows that has happened over the past week or two that we didn't get a chance to talk about at all, and uh, maybe just let us know what experiences. Um, that you got a chance to see. Go ahead, Simon. Well, uh, should I tell him about last night or should I tell him about last week? Which Bro, <laughs> you know you don't need me to tell you to talk. That's pretty true. 
Um, so, so, so I'll go ahead and start with what was most recent happened. Um, last night, me and Matt Michaels attended um, an event uh, that was promoted by um, uh, Big Valley Wrestling. It was uh, an event that was at the LGBTQ Community Center, and um, it, it, it went for a very good, um, you know, uh, all proceeds went to uh, the community center. And basically, it was pretty cool. It was a great event, um, had a lot of great matches. Um, we actually sponsored um, Epi, who was there. Uh, it was an amazing match, fun from uh, start to finish. Uh, you got a chance to see a lot of our favorites, uh, you know, um, you know Jay, Jay versus The Shade was another match that went on. That was really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, you got a chance to see Fresco in action. Um, Ricky Tenacious, the songbird of the ring. Um, it was a really, really good event from start to finish. There actually was the most proper um, uh, 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 strap match I've seen in a very long time. Uh, it's where I cringed at certain parts of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to uh, Matt Michaels, who's a little bit more eloquent at uh, breaking stuff down than I am. But I had a fun time. I was happy to be there and be a part of that. I, I will say this before you go, uh, Mr. Michaels, that uh, I, the video that is on our social media, if you um, if you guys have access to Vegas Bad Boys on any of them, IG or um, or Twitter, I got a chance to see the uh, the the video uh, of that event, and I got to say, shout out to everyone that that came out. A lot of people came to support, and that is awesome. So shout out to them. And um and Effie, man, he he's a he's a showman. He came out, he did his thing, uh, rocking that Vegas bad boy uh, uh, logo on his shirt, and uh, he represented well. So uh, uh, it was it, just from watching those videos, it just was it was exciting. Uh, and one of the hot spots in, in the um, in the in in the videos that I watched was was really great too. So uh, man, I'm 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 interested to hear what your take. Uh, an experience was uh, at that show as well, Matt. You know, um, the the atmosphere was really um, just just a nice, um, just welcoming atmosphere. You know, mm -hmm. um, there there sometimes you get caught up in the idea that pro wrestling has to be done a certain way which is the sterile uh look of the you know the old boxing days where you have a, a center's light on the ringing announcer bringing out the people and you know this is a real fight and blah 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 um we we were graced by um uh the tiger king uh doing uh the ring announcing um so that was phenomenal um you know to have uh jokes and um you know just just wonderful uh coloring of everything just by having a ring announcer that was just not traditional um that was that was a very smart move um everyone was there to have fun um the the fact that, um, you know, everyone, um, for the most part, was, uh, to, that I understand, um, was doing this uh, without receiving anything uh, in return because it was uh, proceeds going to the center. 
um, hopefully they'll be able to do this again uh, a little sooner. Um, Effie is um, by far one of the uh, best performers out there. Um, if you watch what he does, he gets it. He gets it. He understands what this business is. And, you know, Effie, um, in our interview, he, he described, you know, what he sees himself as, and that's Terry Funk. You know, he, he wants to be himself, but as a wrestler too, he sees himself as that maniac in Japan in 1995. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful. It's such a great contrast. He's so, so smart. Um, he also, man, uh, yeah, if you take a look at the, uh, the video clip of uh, the door that was used last night, uh, when Ricky Tenacious hit him with the door the first time, he says, bring it on again the second time. And when he hit him with that second time, um, man, Effie had a knot on his head uh, for the rest of the night. That was, I'm that sure. was yeah, that was brutal. And then Ricky ate the door when yeah. uh, <laughs> Effie scared him. So, uh, and and you got to give hats off to Shade and Jay. Uh, if you guys are not following Jay Vidal, if you're not following the Shade, um, man, you're missing out on two guys who have the potential to. Um, not be in Vegas very much longer, um, you know, potentially be somewhere else uh, signed um, or at least getting more opportunities to wrestle across the country. So hopefully more people can see them. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a, um, a very good match um, from the point of what they were able to, to do. Um, and, you know, there, there is, so much opportunity for you know guys to uh go out there and um just show what they can do um the more experience you get under your belt the better um however at the same time you know you also have to be realistic too um just because you're working for one company and you looked at one way doesn't mean if you're working for another company you're not going to be looked at it as a different way so um you have to be able to adjust and i think that if you can do it in your same city and learn how to do that then you're able to go to other you know states and you know be able to be a heel in, in one promotion and then go to another state and be a face and you know that that's really kind of what it's about just kind of getting the field to be able to adapt to what the bookers uh want you to do and are bringing you in to do so uh, it's good to see these other opportunities for guys to um, show what they can do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you want to hear about the FSW weekend, please uh, go back and listen to this past week's episode of the DeFalco files. We go into a lot of detail about that whole experience of uh, the weekend uh, anniversary shows from last week. And um, that's the, uh, that's the best place right now to uh, to catch that. And um, Steve, I uh, I just got this in. It has been officially announced, brother. <laughs> that match will be taking place. <laughs> a road rage. So, um, wow. If you, uh, yeah. If, oh Jesus. If you. Uh, <laughs> 
are uh, listening now uh, and uh, get a chance to tune into uh, the uh, YouTube uh, or Facebook, uh, <laughs> and, uh, take a look at the uh, match advertising for uh, Road Rage. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, that's going to oh. be it. That's that's gonna be a hard hitting match. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. <sighs> well, I think we said enough, man. That's what happens when you take a uh, a week off. You you get you get stuff like that. <laughs> uh, shout out to John and Chris, boy. They uh, they they have fun over there on the chat. Thank everybody for um for for listening. Uh, if you are listening to us, we're going to be right back in a few. We're going to have our three count that we're going to record. And if you're listening to the podcast, just don't forget to download three count. Three good topics that's definitely going to have you uh, wanting to hear and um, have your own thoughts uh, added to what we're going to talk about. So with that, we thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next week. All right. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.